0: Not every film can be Citizen Kane But even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day Some films are shit and shit they will stay But some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage So which film stay shit forever? And which one got a little bit better? were harmed in the making of this podcast
1: welcome to second chance movies i'm one of your hosts jessica quaz
0: and i'm the other host joe harper
1: and joe today we are giving a second chance to a recently revived controversy of a movie and that is master and commander the far side of the world
0: Yes, indeed. It is a movie. It's a movie
1: we 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 watched. Yeah, so this is a little different because um, this movie has not been on my radar since 2003. Uh, And uh, some of you may know, especially as film nerds out there, that there was a recent uh, Twitter debacle over whether or not it's a good movie. And so we thought we would, we'd give it a second chance and see. Um, so yeah, otherwise, I don't think we'd be talking about this movie at all.
0: You know, <laughs> it's it's funny because I think you've seen it before. I have. I've gone almost 20 years without seeing this movie.
1: Yeah, so uh, a little, you know, uh, behind the scenes, this was Joe's first chance with this movie. This is
0: my first time seeing master and commander the far side of the world
1: the far side of the world
0: i Um, knew zero things going into it which was exciting mm -hmm. um i always think it's fun going into a movie not knowing anything and seeing where that movie takes me
1: yeah that is always fun um just to kind of go in blind um
0: especially since i don't think i've seen a trailer since 2003
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, again, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it hasn't been on my mind since 2003, so that makes perfect sense. So, like, why would you?
0: I definitely had to read IMDb's description of this. Um, During the Napoleonic Wars, a brash British captain pushes his ship and crew to their limits in pursuit of a formidable French war vessel around South America. Wow, wow, wow i think that's a fair um i think it's fair description of this movie i guess Um, that's
1: what happens
0: i've always known this movie as the boat movie my grandfather loves so that's all i knew about it it just it didn't see my cup of tea so that's why i've never seen it
1: So, so is that how you would summarize it as the boat movie your grandpa loves
0: that's the only way I would ever describe this movie to anyone. It's the boat movie my grandfather loves.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty fair description because mine, one of mine would also be the boat movie that my dad thought was really good. Um, but my summary now, having watched it again, is 1800 Ship Wars. <laughs> that's it. Oh,
0: see, I, I don't... Wars is a very... I would say battle.
1: Okay, my description or disagree- now
0: or dis- disagreement because like <laughs> war to me is like big, massive, you know, uh, people on both sides, and it's just two ships. So
1: okay, uh, yeah, not a war. So then I would say 1800s ship fights between two ships.
0: And yeah, that's definitely the summary of th- this movie. We're definitely going to be talking about this movie in depth um so the spoilers be warned
1: yeah gonna happen normally we'd say um you know pause the episode go watch it and come back but I'm not gonna give that advice this time I say just (laughs) listen to our commentary because uh I think it's gonna be more exciting than the movie itself
0: (laughs) hey and if you like the movie please please give us some comments and tell us why you like the movie because yeah i need to know let us know know.
1: give us a a review make sure it's five stars because that helps us out but if you disagree with us in the comments please tell us why because i'm very curious
0: (laughs) i know it's already off to a start where it sounds like we're just gonna shit all over this movie (laughs) and that probably is going to be the case but we will say some good things about the movie i always want to make sure at least uh, that i say some good things and i'm going to make sure. Jessica says at least one nice thing about this movie.
1: Yes, I have a few things, actually. It's usually very hard to find more than one thing I like about movies, but I tried to be uh, very objective. Um, So I did that.
0: And if there's things we don't like about it, we're going to hopefully tell you what we would tweak to make it something we did like or would have liked. Yeah. So, Jessica, what I want to know now is... What did people think about this movie when
1: it came out? Review time. I need
0: some reviews.
1: Okay, so this was very critically acclaimed. However, not everyone loved it. It was not like a massive, beloved film. There There were some negative reviews. So first of all, right now it stands on Rotten Tomatoes at an 85% with critics and an 80% with audiences. The 80% with audiences is the one that surprises me the most, but whatever. Um, So we've kind of already been uh, shitting on this movie a little bit. So I'll start off with a positive review. We'll, We'll change it up. Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone said, a rousing high seas adventure that sweeps you into another world maybe.
0: It swept me onto the other side of the sofa a couple times.
1: <laughs> so, Jeff Strickler at the Minneapolis Star Tribune said a swashbuckling epic for grown-ups.
0: Well, yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> I, I guess? I mean, I guess. I guess. I'm, I mean, a, I'm a grown-up now, and I... Okay. <laughs> Um, so I guess, so this is supposed to be positive, but, um, I don't know. Okay. I guess positive question mark. Nev Pierce at BBC said, Russell Crowe wages war on water in this rousing old-fashioned adventure, which stays afloat despite being almost as long and as self-important as its title. (laughs) a little a little shade thrown into the review
0: it does have a long unnecessary subtitle (laughs) like master commander sure that's a fine title for this movie the far side of the world okay that you don't need that part
1: eleanor Ringel cater at the atlanta journal constitution said masterful and commanding
0: Okay. Yeah. You see yeah. what she
1: did there. You see what she did there.
0: I'm. I'm. I hope I remember this for when we rate future movies. <laughs> it was very passengerly.
1: <laughs> now that we've lightened the spirit a little bit, let's get back into the negatives. Uh, Stephen Hunter at the Washington Post says, "Seems fated to disappoint everyone except the slick magazines that put it on their covers." So let's remember it was 2003 Did
0: you, did you say Stephen? Stephen. Is it Stephen? Is it Stephen or stefan I don't know. Is that Ste- your Indiana Ste- education
1: Ste- <laughs> kicking in?
0: Is it yeah? S T E P H yeah. E N. It's
1: Stephen. It's, it's it's with a P H.
0: That's Stephen.
1: Ste- I thought Stephen was with a V.
0: There, it's spelled two ways.
1: Stephen, Steph,
0: oh my goodness, yeah, Stephan. Stephen,
1: Stephen, th-
0: Stephen. How many Steve people do you know where st- Steve is? also a ph.
1: No, it's not.
0: Oh, want to bet money on it?
1: Yeah, because Steve in
0: Dr. Stephen Strange,
1: he spells it ph.
0: Look it up. <sighs> Here, we're just going to, that way I can show you a famous person. Um,
1: Stefan, Steve, Steve, I don't see how Steven can be spelled. It's like scene and Sean. Like, I don't see how we get. I
0: agree completely on the, <laughs> the scene, Sean thing. Sean with an Steph. E-A is a, insane, but that's English for you.
1: Steve-in. Stephen Colbert. Does he...
0: Stephen Merchant, Stephen Root, Stephen King, Stephen Amell, Stephen Dorf? The list goes on. Stephen what Lang. The
1: fuck? That doesn't make it... Because a PH makes like that F sound, right?
0: It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Phonetically, yeah. So,
1: so it would be Stefan.
0: It's... <laughs> you know, I had to stop you before you make this mistake, but I hope this goes into it. I <laughs> want our explanation of this and you learning... Stephen can be spelt with a ph
1: i never knew okay so so we'll wow. start starting... you went almost
0: 30 you went almost 30 years without knowing that
1: i don't know oh, a Stephen. i don't personally know a Stephen.
0: but you know all those actors though i yeah, mean i named so many
1: i don't know like i don't know i just never paid attention to their their names spell right. the spelling of their names Goodness. it's not often i'm writing Stephen colbert you know like okay You know what's
0: going to be really funny if we find out that that guy's name is actually Stefan? Like, he pronounces it Stefan?
1: Stefan Stephen Hunter from the Washington Post. If you are listening to this, please let us know. Or if you're a relative or a friend of his, let us know how he says it, pronounces it, because I I guess it could go either way. I don't know.
0: Or if you're a Stephen, uh, let us know if you go by the PH or the V. And Why are we not, why are we not, you think one is the right or the wrong?
1: And if you're a Sean spelled like scene, why don't you change your name to Sean spelled like how it should be spelled? Let us know.
0: Let us know. Fucking English is so stupid. It's so
1: stupid. Anyway, so Ella Taylor for LA Weekly wrote, the seafaring adventure, master and commander, the far side of the world, has few 30-foot waves going for it and very little else that would excite anyone but geeky 12-year-old boys who like to make sailing ships out of matchsticks
0: first of all no wrong (laughs) so uh, 12-year-old boys are not going to be in this movie
1: grandfathers fathers are going to be into this movie
0: (laughs) it's funny because like the theme of this has always been at least when i when i've heard all these reviews and learn and read a bit up on this movie. It looks like the primary audience and people that enjoyed this movie were adults, particularly fathers, grandfathers, yeah, adult, later adult men, like yeah. I didn't. I I've
1: never heard a child be like, "Yo, you know what slaps?" <laughs> Master and Commander: The Far Side of the World.
0: This is why I'm dressed up as an adult today. I decided mm-hmm. to wear a button-up shirt and a tie. You look very fatherly. Yeah, I had to make sure I looked the part of an adult that watched this movie.
1: We haven't done this yet for this show, but we had to. So I included an audience review off of Rotten Tomatoes. This is from Jackson W. It's kind of long, so strap in, be ready. Uh Uh-oh.
0: Get those ears Uh wide open
1: to listen. He wrote, in 2013, so um you know a decade after the movie came oh, out Oh wow yeah Someone covered it 10 years after someone thought to watch this movie 10 That's years impressive. after yeah yeah so jackson w he wrote my goodness this film is boring <laughs> the fact that so many people give this the thumbs up is really alarming i have seen educational films with more engaging moments than this Throughout the film, all we are given is nice visuals to just a bunch of actors talking in butchered accents, and never once do we have a formulated story, just bloodshed, madness, and a few semi-likable singing and music scenes. From the cover of the DVD case, I was expecting to be thrilled, but minutes after I saw the end credits, I am still waiting. (laughs) To <laughs> me, <laughs> to me, this was an extreme failure on Crow's part.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 I'm so, I'm so waiting.
1: <laughs> the only thing I have to say is semi-likable singing and music scenes. Those were the worst things. They were just like, they would just randomly burst into like old timey nautical songs and be like, my lady is a bear," and it's like, shut
0: up so I know Russell I know Russell Crowe learned to play violin for this and I assume the same goes for Bettany but you know what good for them for learning how to play those instruments so we can see it
1: I mean those that that was cool those music scenes were dope so I didn't know that so
0: that's cool as actors they didn't necessarily need to like actually play it Mm -hmm. but the fact that they did helps you know with just shots and making it sound good
1: that's really dope that's good job guys for learning a new instrument yeah good for them at least they got something out of this movie
0: all right guys what i want to hear now from jessica jessica what i know this all started from a tweet that just resurfaced recently here in 2021 what was that tweet why are we listening why are we watching this movie in 2021 so, okay,
1: before um, I read the tweet, I want to say that I actually saw this, like, the day it was happening, I because I go on Twitter a lot, um, and I saw that Master and Commander was trending, <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Like,
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what My is this says, about? What, hap-
0: what happened to Russell Crowe? <laughs>
1: right? is he okay? Turns out he wasn't. He was pissed. But yeah, so this came out January 8th, 2021 so very recently and i gotta say this tweet uh as someone who's always had insomnia and sleeping issues i love this tweet so ian mcnab uh his twitter handle is at empire send wrote
0: i think it's empire's end
1: empire's end
0: so okay. it could be so when i read it when i read it the first time i thought Empire end. end and i thought that's stupid and then i was like oh wait empire's end probably empire's is the better
1: end okay yeah empire's
0: end, but it could be empire's end who knows
1: either way he wrote lots of folk complaining about lack of sleep during the pandemic may i recommend mastering commanders starring the usually captivating attention-grabbing russell crow I've never made it past the 10-minute mark. You're welcome. And thanks, Russell. And then he added Russell (laughs) Crowe. Russell Crowe saw this.
0: First of all, I just want to commend Ian for, he tags Russell Crowe in (laughs) it. He he wants Russell Crowe to know how shitty this movie was. <laughs> like, your movie's so boring you need to know this <laughs> 20 years later your movie is uh, so
1: boring that this works better than ambient
0: <laughs> oh my god so what's crazy is russell responds to this i think january 16th like a week later <laughs> and and what follows after his tweet is just a wave of support for the movie but let's hear russell so russell retweeted back that's the problem with kids these days no focus peter Where's film is brilliant an exacting detail-oriented epic tale of fidelity to empire and service regardless of the cost incredible cinematography by russell boyd and a majestic soundtrack definitely an adult movie first of all fuck you an adult movie no 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 so what i find ridiculous about that tweet is he's saying it to ian it's an adult ian's older than him by four years <laughs> i did the, i bothered to do the research you did the deep dive russell Crowe, born 1964 uh ian mcnab 1960 that's yeah.
1: hilarious
0: it's this is another adult that's complaining about how boring your movie is <laughs> It's an adults movie. Anytime I hear it's an adults movie, it makes it sound like they're defending how boring it is.
1: It's so condescending too to be like, "That's the problem with kids these days; they don't appreciate art." As if like we all didn't love *Parasite*, bitch. Like we know art. We we know art. Excuse me.
0: Like... And there are so-called children's movies that are just suited for everyone that are made by adults, like right. *Shrek*. Shrek has so many adult humor themes in it and it's for kids.
1: Yeah, Pixar, like, hello.
0: Oh, Pixar is way better examples than fucking <laughs> Shrek, but oh my god, like oh, I'm just a, So anyway, Russell tweeted back me, and then that's when I looked up, because I'm, I'm, I'm on his page right now on uh, Ian's page and just all these January 17th 18th tweets because they're standing up for russell crowe or just like yeah that movie is boring um (laughs) we're gonna read some of these tweets because they're we're gonna scroll through and we're gonna just read through our favorites
1: can i just say i have it open as well and the people that don't like the movie are just like yeah whatever it's boring but the people standing up for russell crowe are like passionate they are like how dare you and i don't i don't get it (laughs) it's
0: so crazy to me how like insane like everyone is so this is a great movie it's so perfect and like why i don't i don't think it's perfect it has good moments in it but overall it's pretty boring um because like the movie itself guys well we'll get into our reviews about the movie in a second but like man i do not understand anyone oh god um they keep calling in a troll i hate that i don't think he's not trolling i think he just was stating an opinion it was trolling to tag russell and it It was just
1: funny though it's a funny tweet like i think it's funny and also like it's not a troll it's an opinion and it's a funny way of stating your opinion
0: not sure what's up with the tendency to feel superior by tearing others down Which is kind of what we're about to do, but (laughs) I, yeah, yeah, Russell will be okay. He's not the fact that he wasn't okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah,
1: one of my favorites is top 10 worst tweet of 2021 so far. (laughs) Okay,
0: I watched this at 14 and knew it was a great movie. I think you are the problem here, Ian, (laughs) idiot.
1: This is one of my favorites. It's shittier than a shit-covered shit. Taste is, of course, individual, but this is a minor masterpiece predicated on an exceptional attention to detail, brilliant pacing, and maybe most importantly, really excellent performances at every supporting role, however minor.
0: Whoa. I'm gonna let you know, I, I don't remember any of the supporting cast besides... Oh. There's only two actors I remember in it. No.
1: Oh, my God. Why well, tag tagged
0: the man just to insult his work. <laughs> but, hey, that was my favorite part of it, that he tagged him.
1: I love that he tagged him. And you know what? Like, it's funny. I didn't even know Russell Crowe had a fucking Twitter until this. And it's just, I think <laughs> that, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> hey, Russell, uh, Twitter's a young person's game. Yeah. Oh, this is one of my favorite tweets, but also I hate it. Uh, You should see it through and then watch Gladiator. Afterwards, choose the lesser of two weevils. Oh. Oh. Weevils, for those who don't know, is a funny funny in quotes, joke in the movie. It's an anecdote about weevils. And it's not that great. (laughs) It's
1: not that great.
0: But that's like the funniest thing in the movie. Only funny thing. But they make it out to be like, it was hilarious.
1: Uh, One of my favorite digs is, I'm sure there's a Muppet movie out there more suitable
0: for you. First of all, Muppet movies can fucking slap. (laughs) Muppet Treasure Island is a far superior movie than this.
1: It's so good, sir. And I was thinking
0: about the correlation the entire time when I was watching it. (laughs)
1: was not but I will say um yeah fucking Muppets movies are great sir and it's just such a condescending thing like you child I you like the Muppets better than Master and Commander and then um I I love it because there was a response uh from a girl named Vicky who said you say that like the majority of the Muppet movies aren't way better than Master and Commander anyway (laughs) thank you thank you what a
0: weird what a weird way to announce your lack and taste of cinema (laughs) guys if if master and commander is your peak of cinema i don't know what to tell you guys there's better things out there was Uh, this was this the worst movie i've ever seen no no. far from it but it wasn't (laughs) engaging or interesting enough for me to like remember it
1: I just love because they're, like, Twitter is a cesspool of just people angry with opinions and disagreements, but to be so passionate about Master and Commander, like...
0: Bro, this movie slaps. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Donnie Smith.
1: Oh, my God. I never, ever knew that there was an area of of film fans that just were so passionate about Master and Commander.
0: It is it is crazy to me because like for the past almost 20 years, I have not heard anyone no. talk about this movie. Not at but all. Like I hear, I've, I've been reading like people, this is in my top 20 list. What? No guys, oh my goodness. And, but like, again, the only person I've ever heard talk about this movie is my dad talking about how his father-in-law loves this movie
1: yeah the only person i ever heard talk about it was my dad and he stopped talking about it after 2003 so <laughs> like yeah this film has been like forgotten for almost uh for over a decade but now it's funny why sudden, ian
0: brought it up <laughs> yeah
1: because it's like hey remember this shit movie and everyone's like how dare you and it's like guys
0: guys we even (laughs) got the opinion of frozen star josh gad to throw in the hat
1: well that's not surprising because he sticks his ass anywhere he can truly like sorry sorry to josh gad fans out there but that guy just is always like hey
0: i'm here too he said it's a perfect movie disagree
1: disagree Full disagree but that's not the first time i've disagreed with any part of josh gad
0: jo- you know what josh gad in summer is a perfect song <laughs> master and commander is not a perfect movie <laughs>
1: oh wow so much passion for master and commander the far side of the world um i just i'm it's unbelievable to me i i don't There, I don't get it,
0: I don't understand it, guys. There were oh man, um, at least 508 people that tweeted back at him.
1: Wow, that's a lot of people. Also, you guys, like, I don't know, there's like a pandemic to maybe get more heated about right now, but sure, go off, go off, film Twitter, go off. Also, just so you know um we can disagree about opinions and that's fine
0: everyone is entitled to their own opinion yeah and I really want to know because again when I read these comments they just praise about how great it is I don't get it please explain to us why it was so great because yeah I don't get it
1: no like yeah that's the thing with these tweets I'm not and most of the positive reviews either I'm not like seeing specific reasons as to why like this is a good
0: movie they just want to stand up for russell crowe which again i don't get that
1: i don't get that either isn't he kind of like an asshole allegedly
0: allegedly (laughs) as what we what we hear but like i don't know jessica yes describe to me your first time watching this
1: sure so it was definitely like in 2003 or early 2004 somewhere around there Um, And like I said before, my dad really liked this movie Um, and my dad actually growing up was like introduced me to a lot of movies, uh, which was really cool. I saw a lot of like classic movies and just good movies when I was younger. Um, So I've always trusted my dad with his movie taste, except for this time around and the aviator. He loves that movie too. And I, I just don't get it. Anyway, we're not talking about that though. Um, (laughs) so yeah my dad uh back then was like you got you gotta we gotta watch it you gotta watch it you'll love it it's amazing it's wonderful and so we did um I sat down and watched it with him and was like dad this sucks (laughs) this sucks like this is boring as hell I don't like this and I when we were talking about uh doing this movie for an episode i thought like you know what like again it was 2003 pirates of the caribbean came out and i was really into that as a kid so maybe it was like i i had that in my mind for this and like my perception was off cuz i thought it was going to be like a jack sparrow romp um so i was like i'm going to give it a second chance maybe my dad was right all along
0: he wasn't
1: he wasn't so yeah the first time around i was young i was bored i don't know if i even finished it uh i don't remember much about it from the first time around i just remember being like this is boring dad so that was my first experience with it
0: so this was my first experience with it because i've avoided this movie for almost 20 years (laughs) uh I, I know it was nominated for a lot of awards, and it just there's something about, um, I guess that time period. I just don't care about uh, any movie that's set in the 1700s or 1800s, 1900s. I don't care about. Um,
1: Interesting. See, then, yeah, I like period pieces. That's not why I didn't like this.
0: There's just a lot of period pieces. I just feel like, you know, there it's they don't focus really on a story it's more like hey let's focus on all these costumes make it look set accurate awesome that's if that's the main thing you're focusing on it's not the movie for me i want something with a story and characters and you know it's just something about boats in the ocean that are just like shooting at each other it wasn't my cup of tea um also the only other person i knew that watched this is my grandfather. Um, who was in the Navy, so he understood why he would like this movie. It's about boats, and any movie about a boat, he's going to watch. And he's very selective. He doesn't watch a lot of movies, but if it's about a boat, he's going to watch it. So, I'm not going to take his movie opinions just because there's boats in it. (laughs) Um, And so, because it was my first time, I usually ask the wife if she wants to watch the movie with me. And I told her Mastery Commander, it was about boats. And she just said, Nope, watch out <laughs> without me. I do not care about this. And, you know, she gets to avoid it for another 20 years or so, however, you know.
1: <laughs> until Lucky Twitter her. comes back yeah. with a hot take. Good um, for her.
0: <laughs> so I had to wait till she goes to sleep. That's, you know, I have to wait till she has her bedtime of midnight. So I fought the insomnia and I stayed up until three-ish in the morning to watch it wow yeah it didn't put me to sleep but it could have
1: yeah no same and I have horrible insomnia and at times I was like can I can I go to bed now
0: so yeah my first my first time was recent and uh, I sat through it all I didn't fall asleep in it good
1: same although i did watch it in two parts because at a certain point i was like okay i need a moment like (laughs) i'll watch the rest tomorrow i get it um so since we have been really ripping this movie to shreds um should we talk about some things that we like actually did like about the
0: movie yeah if you can yeah go for it yeah
1: i think i can
0: yeah um, we, we could say nice things about this movie
1: we can say nice things about this movie um hold on one second so first off I do want to say that I I personally liked the set design um the props the set dressing of the boat itself I mean being on a a fucking wooden ship in the 1800s sounds terrifying to me and messy and gross and I think just like the look and feel of the boat capture that and at times like there's there's nice little like uh pieces of the boat that tells you kind of the story of like yeah this shit is not a great boat like certain like pieces of the wall are kind of uh, crapping out or like Uh, seeing all like the crew members like hunkered down at the bottom of the ship in these like sleeping cots, like that was interesting to me to see just like, again, how shitty it would have been to be on a boat in the 1800s. So I liked that about it. I really did. I thought that the visuals in terms of like, again, the sets, the props, the makeup, the, uh, the costuming was really good. It was cool. Um, I think they did a wonderful job with that.
0: Yeah, uh, I think like even like seeing how they operate the boat itself, um, we see very small glimpses. I feel like I would have benefited more if I had saw more how this boat operates and the people who operate it, what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. So like seeing, because like the interesting parts to me in this movie, or at least one of the interesting parts was seeing like some of the crew scrubbing the deck with a rock, like it's mm-hmm. just a stone that's why they're cleaning it and I was like oh that's I didn't know that's how they do that um, and then they have like a you know dislike of one of the captains that doesn't have to do that and I thought okay now I'm I like this but it doesn't really go anywhere I I gotta say my biggest complaint with this movie is the, what I don't care about this movie is I don't have a connection with any of the characters No, and I think that's the biggest struggle I have with the whole movie and then i just i'm never in the movie at all because of this like you can have the best sets you and everything can look just accurate and awesome but like if i don't care about your cast what am i watching this for um i know that there's a captain and i know that there's a doctor and then there's a crew of people that i don't really know their names and i don't know anything about them Um, the doctor i think is the most well-rounded individual in terms of a character uh their doctor not only is he a surgeon but he's also a naturalist so he likes to discover he wants to discover all the like new um animals and species and when they go by they sail by the galapagos that was probably the most interesting thing to me was him like wanting to learn about all the iguanas and birds that are on that island, and I was like, "Oh, just stop on this island. Let him explore because this is interesting."
1: Yeah, totally. Like, it is interesting to see, like, finding uh, science and and new life, like how the things we know today about animals and nature back then. Yeah, I would have loved to spend a little bit more time with that. Um, I completely agree with you. Um, like, look, I get it. It's a very specific time and place. I know it's a period piece um, and that predominantly white males were the ones on these ships in the 1800s. But literally, like, I can't tell these people apart because they're all white men that look the same.
0: Yeah, they are all either have, like, the same, like, mutton chops or, like, just give, like, one guy a huge beard one guy a mustache like just so i can tell each person apart because with the cast that i don't recognize it's hard to spot the differences you know it's i i gotta have like a something i can spot visually of like oh that's that character one of the kids gets his arm cut off fairly early in the movie and i can recognize i know what happened to that kid i can recognize that kid instantly
1: yeah yeah um, i mean i and and plus he's an actual like child in this situation so he's very easy to like draw your eye to um but the rest of, like the men like to me they i i don't know their names i don't know their personalities i don't know what their positions really were there's and a few, they all look the
0: same there's a few characters i think we either could have flushed out or made them a better made them more interesting give them a something because the doctor's got the naturalist uh captain has got violin and bossing people around i guess uh again i don't really even know what the captain besides just being russell crow and just needing to command and lead these people what does he do like i don't know i know he's best friends with the surgeon and that's about give us more scenes with them like being friends because like the scenes where they are friends and he's like what should i do and he's like i gotta tell you this as the captain. And as a friend, these are my two different opinions. And those are the most interesting parts are when they actually take small moments to like talk to one another. And that's, you know, show that heart, compassion. That was interesting. Um, (laughs) Like there's um, at one point someone goes overboard, Uh, like they're in a storm, the mast breaks and he falls over. And my only thought was, I don't know who that is. Right. I don't really, I don't really (laughs) care. Like that sucks a lot that he's going to die at sea, but and like they make the tough decision. And like I know that they probably know him, but we, the audience, I don't know who that is. Sorry, guy. Had we known who he was, that would have been a tearjerker moment for us. Like, oh no, armless kid. He's no, he lost his arm, but he's gonna drown. And the thing about this moment
1: too is that he's holding on to. I guess a bow or something, I I don't know, ship stuff. But he's holding on to something uh, that is essentially dragging the boat down. So they have to make the decision to to chop this part off and therefore let him drift away. Um, So it's incredibly powerful because they basically have to sacrifice this one guy for everyone else to survive. And again, like if I knew who this guy was, like it could be really emotional because we literally see them be like, we got to let him go and like just start chopping the thing off and he floats away and it's really like oh man that sucks but like yeah i don't i don't know who he was i don't have i don't get i don't know the attachment to the other characters that he has besides just being like yeah we had to let a guy die that sucks like that's all i felt
0: and because i don't know him i'm fine with him cutting him loose because like hey we got to save i know you have to save everyone we gotta save and, uh, everyone like, yeah well oh man greg was great but like is he that like oh man
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know
0: maybe you know he we should know. all drown because if he's if greg's going we got to go too
1: um so and speaking of characters uh i can't get behind russell crowe's character. Uh, I find him to be incredibly unlikable, um, and he's got to make really tough decisions as the master and commander. Um, but he's we, not,
0: and the commander. He's he's the master.
1: He's the master. Uh,
0: the commander is the side people that he tells do this, oh, and they have to go do it. Okay. We learned that lesson in the beginning.
1: Okay. Well, I'm. I'm.
0: It's What's hard. To, thing it's
1: thing? hard to follow all this boat stuff. Let me tell you
0: it's a lot Um, of boat stuff
1: a lot of boat stuff
0: if you love boats this is a movie for you
1: this is it especially 1800 boats oh
0: man perfect if you love history and just like looking at nice things it's a good movie but if you want a movie about characters and a story no 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 disagree this is not the movie
1: but yeah, so he's like the leader. He's got to make some really yep. intense decisions. Uh at the beginning of the movie, uh the the sh- their ship gets into a ship fight with another ship and basically they get fucked. Like their ship is fucked. They're a lot of them are injured. That's when the little boy has to have his arm amputated. Like things are really bad. And so Russell Crowe has to make the decision of do we turn back and go home? Or do we keep going to hunt this ship um and i don't really get the importance of like why we need to hunt this ship besides like someone told him they had to i don't get the stakes of like having to go do that so i don't get like why why not just go back home like i don't get that but also like he makes the decision like we're gonna carry on gentlemen but we don't, and there's a few moments like that. There's a few moments where he has to make some really tough decisions that affects everyone and could possibly get everyone killed. But we don't see, like, his his hardship in, like, making these tough decisions. We don't see, uh, like, like, the struggle of, of being in this situation, we don't get to see, like, does he feel bad about these things, really, or not, he's got a lot of pride, um, so, okay, so, we've been, we went back into the negatives, going back to the positives, speaking, we're
0: gonna jump back and forth this entire time, yeah, don't worry about positive or negative, well, because at this point, I think, I think our (laughs) listeners know where we stand on this movie, but, like, we're gonna, defend our reasons why
1: yeah so so he's so russell crowe's character has a lot of of pride and and even paul bettany his best bud says so like your pride's getting in the way you're making dumb decisions because you're so fucking prideful stop being so goddamn prideful you was idiot. he
0: making dumb decisions i don't i feel like he's making the correct decisions as a captain would make
1: but he's he's making very like rash decisions like remember like when they're at the galapagos and they're like we're gonna we're gonna take a beat and we're gonna recharge also because we're all kind of dying but then they're like oh there's a boat right there let's go get it and it's like wait a minute bro like your crew's dying they haven't eaten like give them a moment so he's making these like very heavy rash decisions without really taking into account other people's opinions or thoughts um so he's got a lot of
0: pride i feel but as a captain as a captain you just had to make that call sometimes
1: i mean um, yeah of course I feel like that's
0: the whole point of like having like your best friend he definitely should have like three or four people that like hey are we all cool with this boom but like yeah in the heat of the moment like at least when their ship's getting attacked you just gotta trust what he's saying is the thing to do
1: yeah totally I mean of course but like when they're making decisions about like where this boat's gonna go and like what we're gonna do next um there are a couple people that are like I don't know about this man like this is really bad and he's just like nah 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 and I just feel like he makes a lot of risky decisions which I I mean I I ain't no nautical specialist but I'm guessing you have to sometimes but sometimes they just come off as like Okay, but what was like your thinking behind that besides like you just want to go and be the best at this. So one thing I did like, which I don't think was intended in this movie, if it was, I'm wrong, but I like the theme of that a man's pride can be his downfall because a lot of the time he is working solely off his pride and like needing to be the best and getting this thing done and getting this ship and blah 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 getting this getting that doing this doing this um and his pride gets a lot of his crew members killed a lot of destruction happens because of his pride um and there's no like real like like learning lesson from it at the end because that's why I say I don't think it was intended but pride yeah. is a big theme here and and what you, how, you
0: picked up on something I didn't pick up on uh I was just taking everything at face value um
1: maybe because I'm a woman and I was just like oh man get it together but um yeah I did notice that there was a lot of like just like ego and pride that can be your downfall and not always the best if you're blinded by it so I thought that was interesting again I don't think that's what they were going for (laughs) but I thought it was cool
0: um so another issue of mine is um I don't really understand the importance of like why this friendship is attacking them Uh, I know there's a war going on but like you (laughs) I'm not a fan of movies that set up the movie with like dialogue at the beginning. This is where we're at. Like give me like a history lesson before the movie. Just let's just jump to the inciting action like that. I'm interested in Uh, just like setting up the movie that I have to know this information to enjoy this movie. I feel like, tell us, this is a, a visual medium. Show us, don't tell us.
1: So one thing I did actually like about this movie, and this is a weird thing to like, but if you are a a true crime murderino like myself, and you can handle some gore, uh, I really liked uh, Paul Bettany's moments where he has to give some old timey boat surgery. They're very intense scenes. it's really wild to watch because, uh, yeah, medicine wasn't wonderful then. And they would just be cutting you open, cutting shit off. No medication to dull it, no painkillers, just ripping
0: shit apart. Um, yeah, that, that poor boy gets, there's, like, an explosion in some, like, splinter, like, big wooden splinters go, like, through his arm. And they just look at him like, "Whoops, well, coming off. And, like, there's there's no medicine for that it's just fight down on this and good luck kid this it's is gonna crazy. and yeah it's they just
1: nuts just, it's nuts to watch like because yeah that's what it was like holy I, shit
0: and it's the first part of the mo- movie where i was like oh sh-, like it caught my attention finally i was like whoa <laughs> what is happening now are we really doing this yikes
1: yeah Then there was a part two where in that same boat battle uh, one of the crew members gets something, I don't know if it's a bullet, I can't remember, but something like lodged in his head, in his brain essentially and Paul Bettany's surgery uh, like literally just on the boat deck has this guy sitting and just like whoop and just, and like other crew members are watching and they're like okay this is his brain and then they like put a piece of metal for uh his skull like where the skull part's missing and it's just like okay and then the guy's good and it's like oh my god that's crazy um and then there's another part this was maybe one of my I, maybe my favorite it was definitely like the most compelling part for me was Paul Bettany the only surgeon on the ship which is like why do, why didn't he have an imprent- apprentice there but whatever he gets shot uh, in his chest first of and- all
0: i want to set up how he gets shot because oh yeah this is i think my favorite moment in the movie i was like engaged completely so good job peter weir you got me engaged with this um what happened so he's the naturalist that wants to discover uh they didn't get to stay at the galapagos but a bird had followed them and it's flying around their ship and some one of the guys in the ship, oh to shoot it and like Paul Bettany's running around the ship to kind of like investigate, and like look at it, and all of a sudden because I didn't think it was like oh fuck he's gonna shoot that bird and like ruin his day because he does the two don't realize the other's doing that, and I didn't even see I didn't even see this coming how obvious this setup is, and the guy shoots at the bird but misses entirely right as Paul Bettany runs in and gets shot right in the, like the side and the chest and just like oh no you shot your f- Fucking doctor, and that's the only doctor on the boat.
1: Only doctor on the
0: boat. Why Um, did you need to shoot that bird, dude? Oh my god. He was just doing it for fun. He wasn't like hungry. He was just like, a bird, I want to shoot it. (laughs) What are you doing, dude?
1: (laughs) So after.
0: Yeah, why is that cool now?
1: so after like right after that moment you're right i was like really drawn into like oh shit the the surgeon's been shot i thought he was gonna die and and then that'd be it then they're like totally screwed because if anyone else gets injured good luck buds but he doesn't die immediately they go back to the galapagos which i thought was like really sweet because he really wanted to stay at the galapagos so they bring him there that was
0: that was a fun captain decision he was like I got a surprise for you. Yeah, we're at the Galapagos, baby. We did this, so you didn't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> I know, but I love you, bro.
1: Oh, that was that was nice. That was cute. That got, that got me. Um, so since there's that a was n- a big,
0: that was also a big turnaround for the ship. to go back to the Galapagos.
1: That was a big deal, and they did it for him because they just love him. They just love him like everyone else.
0: They also needed a steady hand because they couldn't do this at sea.
1: Right. So there is Algae...
0: Everyone is super inexperienced.
1: Everyone's super inexperienced. There is like a guy who like he's like I might be able to handle this, and then is like I don't I I don't know about this. So they yeah they go back to the Galapagos. They get Paul Bettany in a tent. They have like uh, uh Russell Crowe and two other guys, and Paul Bettany's like I'm the only one that can do this, so I'm gonna fucking do it, and he literally. <laughs> he like lays down he's got one guy holding a mirror to him he's like all right all right he's cutting into himself like just casually fucking taking a bullet out of his body hold the
0: mirror better (laughs)
1: yeah he's like position it and then at some point he like the bullet is lodged they find like under a rib so he's like okay, buds, you guys are gonna have to uh, pull my rib up. And they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, yep, pull my rib up! And they do. They're like, whoop, and get the bullet out, and he survives! And it's just, like, that shit was like, oh my god, this is I like wild. that they take,
0: and even the details of, they take the bullet out of him, and then they check the bullet and make sure that the piece of cloth matched the same hole to make sure they got all of it, because the bullet go takes the cloth into his body, which would have infected and killed him. Yeah. And so like, even like playing like, you know, like, oh man, making sure that that little patch is the missing piece, he saved. I was like, oh, that's neat. I've right. never seen that in a movie.
1: So that was really cool. Like, yeah, all these weird, like old timey surgery moments we had to have. I just found them really compelling. I don't know what that says about me, But I thought they were like, whoa, like, this is fucking crazy. Um, Like, thank God I don't live back then. Oh, my God. Thank God I live in an age of morphine. Because fuck that. Um, So, but that leads me to a negative. Which, while those parts were really dope and really fascinating. Yeah. Overall, this movie is very boring (laughs) with... (laughs) With some compelling moments, but those moments are few and far between. So, and those moments never really lead anywhere, truly. Like, yeah, we get this cool moment of like Paul Bettney literally performing surgery on himself. But then he heals up and he's like, "All right, Bud, let's get back to the ship." Like, there's just, there are really cool moments where I think, like, this is gonna lead to something. Like, whoa. And it never does. Oh. Um, I do have one more thing that I will say I liked-ish was that I didn't realize that this movie is such a survivalist movie. I mean, there's a lot of, like, brushes with death. There's a lot of, like, um, this is gonna, ha- like... This happens to the ship, and if we don't do something about it, we're all gonna die. Plus, we're in a ship fight, so like we gotta survive. So I did like the idea of survivalism because again, we're in we're at in 1800s, like in in the water on a fucking wooden boat. That's horrifying to me. That is like I don't even want to take a cruise nowadays. Like the fuck all that. So the idea of, like we have to survive. Um, however, there wasn't enough of like a story with that. It was just like, uh, oh, we, a survivalist moment. Like, oh, he survived brain surgery on a, in the 1800s, dope. Like it. So I didn't expect it to be such a survivalist movie, but at the same time, I wish there was more of that or at least more of the survivalism Like, um, w- worked within the story because the story itself it's incredibly like it's recycled it's like a cycle like they they fight they do some boat fighting they are like oh wow that boat fight sucked then they eat and drink and they're like we survived and then the next day they do some more boat stuff and then they're like wow i can't believe that happened and then they eat and drink and are like we did it like it's just the plot sucks
0: people praising it for like i love this movie because of its action I think the action of just two boats, stationary things, just shooting cannonballs at each other is not interesting enough. Um, yeah. I think the it was more interesting when they had to jump the ship and attack the people. And I'm like, okay, I know some of these characters and I want to make sure they make it out. Um, and so like, just blasting the hell out of a ship, I feel like both ships would just fall apart eventually. There's not like you know, you could both lose in the end, which sucks.
1: See, yeah, I didn't Um, find that fascinating or visually pleasing. But what I did enjoy was, like, watching from, like, the ships themselves, the destruction of, like, what those things are. Like, that's cool, but that's not necessarily action. That's But the destruction of, like, these cannonballs... Things are falling. People are running around a little bit. And they're all in this contained boat. They can't go anywhere. Like, that was interesting to watch. But in terms of action, like you said, it's okay. Two ships are fighting.
0: As a whole, I think this movie has a lot of, like, good ideas. But it just doesn't have, like, a good flow of them. No. It's pretty boring. So boring. The things I think are exciting don't really they ha- they happen and they're over with. Yeah. Um. And I don't care about any of the characters except two of them, I think. One.
1: Uh, I'll Paul go back Bet- down to one. Well, Bettany is the only one I really care about. Bettany,
0: the doctor, was the only interesting one that I was interested in. Him in his skill for surgery and his love for being a naturalist.
1: Yeah. And he was just like a pleasant little guy, you know?
0: I mean, he's one of those actors that I think which is sad is that i don't think anyone thinks of him as a first choice like who should start in this paul bitney i don't think he's ever a first choice which mm-hmm. is it's really sad because i hear that like story all the time where his manager is like you know you're you're done hollywood doesn't like you anymore and then mm-hmm. he gets the call to be the vision and i feel like if he's in have you not heard this story
1: no that's really sad
0: read or google it or, I guess or I you like know that. Yeah, he got out of another crappy audition and his man, you know, and his manager, I think maybe it was a talk with his manager, but like, yeah, you're done. Hollywood doesn't want you, or I, you know, you're, you know, you're done. Your expiration date has been stamped on you. Yeah. And then Josh Whedon gives him the call, like, hey, do you want to be Vision in the next Avengers? And when I look at his like credits, he was in like the, the three Iron Man movies. How is he like,
1: yeah, he's the vo- I mean, he was the voice, but we all knew, like, oh, that's Paul Bettany. Did you know? Yeah, I knew. Like, So, and, like, he's always been great, and, like, yeah, he's usually a supporting character, but, like, his supporting roles stand the fuck out. Like, he... Like,
0: Night's Tale. He's the scene-stealer in that.
1: Yes, he's a scene-stealer in that. Like, again, uh, Da see, Vinci Code. Beautiful Mind. He- Beautiful Mind. Like, yeah, he's not the lead man, but, like, that's i don't i wasn't done with him
0: Rude. but you know what i think there's a spot for people that are just supporting characters like oh yeah you you add that extra zoosh, zoosh to the the movie zoosh. that mm-hmm. makes us remember that movie and you know what paul betty you did it for us Thank yeah
1: you. and honestly when i think back to this movie at some point i'm really only gonna think about paul betty's performance uh I mean, I liked him better than Russell <laughs> Crow. When the- I think
0: of this movie, I'm just gonna think about the tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah the that tweet. got us into this mess.
1: The tweet and Paul Bettany. Those are the only things that I care about. Um, well, I guess we've exhausted ourselves over this this movie. This sinking uh, ship of a this movie. This sinking ship of a movie. So, uh, so let's let's give it. Let's say, we gotta say it officially. Uh, does this movie deserve a second chance? Joe, what do you think?
0: No, I. it does not deserve a second chance in my vote. Um, you know what? If your thing is boats or movies from the 1800s, you might really enjoy this, but if you want an interesting movie about characters doing stuff, no.
1: No. Um, yeah, I fully agree. <laughs> I, I mean, was... <laughs>
0: had had jessica not told me we should watch this for this because of that stupid tweet i would have gone another 20 years without saying it i would have never watched this
1: yeah without the tweet i never would have suggested it so thank you ian i forgot your last name but thank you (laughs) um
0: i'm not thanking him (laughs) fuck you you wasted two and a half hours of my life and then an extra two hours filming this
1: yeah uh so fuck you ian recording this you troll Uh, but also
0: good job speaking your opinion because i know everyone tore ian down for not liking it but you know what we're all different if you have different opinions about movies let us know in the comments if you want us to talk about different movies let us know we're here to talk about anything
1: yeah literally we're talking about this um so my verdict uh yeah unless you really like nautical themed movies give it a second chance uh i disagree with you though joe if you like 1800s period pieces don't give it a second chance because i like that shit and i did not like this movie um i don't think it deserves a second chance I think I was right as a kid in 2003 when I told my dad this was stupid and boring. Um, uh, Yeah, no, no second. Can I?
0: Okay, so let's narrow this down. I think the true fans of this movie are going to be anyone born in the 1960s or earlier and uh, love boats.
1: Yeah, probably. And Um, or
0: love boats. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I it's hard I don't know any millennials that ever say yo, this movie it's my favorite.
0: Yo, if you see Master Commander, <laughs> that movie slaps.
1: it is. It's sis. Uh no, I don't I don't ever hear that ever. Yeah,
0: have you are there any other movies that go above Mastering Commander for you? Cause like yeah, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. We need if so, let us let us know. If you totally disagree with us and you think Mastering Commander is cinema, um please let us know, Uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at second chance movies. Uh, Let us know again, if you love mastering commander, or if you want to hear us talk about a different movie, Uh, you can also find visual components of this episode on YouTube. If you're listening to this on audio, you can find us on, on uh, YouTube. Um, And uh, you can Find me. My Instagram and Twitter is at Jess Quaz, J e s s k w a z z. Joe, where can the people find you?
0: Um, I don't know. I I have some Twitters and some Instagrams, but it's been years since I posted on either one. So if you find me, hey, talk to me, and I'll hopefully open up again. Um, <laughs> I think I'm typically the Joe Harper.
1: Okay. Well we can leave uh your, your stuff in the description box below if you if you care. If not, then then the people I'm off, the, off the, the grid. You're off the grid, baby. <laughs> uh so yeah guys, stay off boats. You know, <laughs> even cruises. Some weird shit happens on cruises. Um just don't go to on boats. Fuck boats. <laughs> It's my final word.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything to add. Both suck.
1: Both suck. <laughs> nah.
0: Second chance.